So this is Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete meaning rejoice. It's a day of rejoicing in the Lord as Christmas draws ever nearer. Hence the um, what color vestments? Thank you. Good job. Great job. <laughs> rose colored vestments, not pink rose. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you all passed. Why does the church rejoice? According to St. Paul, it's an integral part of being a Christian. We're given a kind of summary of the Christian life in our second reading today from St. Paul. Brothers and sisters, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Test everything. Retain what is good. Refrain from every kind of evil. As I was praying with the scriptures today, I began to see the reason I rejoice, because it was all over the scriptures this Sunday. This is who God is, the scriptures are saying, and this is what he does, and therefore we should rejoice. We heard in Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. This is, this is why we rejoice. Because this is who God is, and this is what he has done, and this is what he continues to do. This is why Jesus was born and what he accomplishes all the way down to the present day, to this very moment. And just as Jesus was sent, as Isaiah prophesies, to evangelize the poor, to bring this good news to the poor of his mission, he sends each one of us to bring good news of his grace to others, to say with Isaiah, I rejoice heartily in the Lord, and my God is the joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation. Have you ever experienced the healing love of God that brings joy and freedom to your soul? Have you experienced what it's like? to be clothed in a robe of salvation? If not, don't disqualify yourself. It's available to you. It's available to you if you allow it. We hear um, about St. John the Baptist again in our gospel today, and I was reminded of a healing that I experienced almost a year ago, 
wasn't that long ago. And the retreat began on the feast day of the baptism of the Lord. When we hear in the gospel how John the Baptist says to the Lord, I should be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me. And he's, he's hesitant at first, right? But Jesus responds, allow it for now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him, it says. Then he allowed him. And so let me tell you, let me tell you about why I rejoice today. Let me tell you about what I remember of how God has been good to me, the kind of healing that God has brought to me, and, and just an example of, of the kind of healing he, he can bring to you. It's not going to be the same, but he wants to bring all of us healing. He wants to set all prisoners free, all of us, when we allow him. So one year ago, I went to the John Paul II Healing Center in Tallahassee, Florida, and I was one of 20 priests on this retreat, this healing retreat. And we were told from the very beginning of God's desire, His holy desire to bring healing to our broken hearts. And, uh, and we were told that we all carry wounds in our hearts from our past, from traumas we faced, big or small, whether we're fully conscious of them or not. Um, so I didn't go on this retreat knowing exactly the type of healing that I needed, um, but I, I, I went on this retreat open to whatever God had, had planned. I had no idea. And, uh, you know, often the evil one, we were reminded, will we'll seek to enter in where we're most vulnerable, sowing lies in our hearts in an attempt to define us by our woundedness, whether that be our sin or whether that be wounds that we've experienced from the outside. Um, and in my own case, the Lord showed me on this retreat how the enemy, how the devil had used something good, in fact, in order to inflict wounds and further deceive so, so lies in my heart about who I am, where I was very vulnerable. Um, I have a, what you might call a, a, a phlegmatic personality, um, very, a, a temperament that's very easygoing and calm and uh, collected. And even that was, uh, was an opportunity for the enemy to come in and begin to twist the good. And so here's the story I want to share. On this retreat, um, I was out playing basketball with a group of other priests. Again, there were 20 other priests in this retreat. And there's a group of them playing. And I, I am terrible at basketball, let me tell you. I didn't want to play. I wasn't dressed to play. I was literally in my clerics. I didn't even bring basketball clothes. But they talked me into it. And, uh, you know, I know I'm built for it, but trust me when I, when I say to you that I look like a blindfolded giraffe that's had a few drinks when I'm on the basketball court. 
But there I was. Um, I was out there on the court, and <laughs> and uh, as I'm going up, I have the ball. As I'm going up for a layup, someone comes up behind me and fouls me. Just smacks my arm, essentially. It was, it was a clear, obvious foul. And everyone stops in their tracks and looks at me and is waiting for me to call it, call the foul. But I, I stand there and I started to shrug it off. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. Uh, it was probably a foul, but let's just play on. And I just pretend as if nothing happened. And the next day, um, I'm praying with my, um, my assigned prayer partner, one of the leaders on the retreat, Sister Miriam James Hydland. Um, and she, uh, she is praying with me, and we're together, we're asking the Holy Spirit to reveal, to give light, to reveal uh, areas in my heart that are in need of healing. And I'm calling on the Holy Spirit. And what came to mind in this prayer was the day before, or the two days before, um, the foul on the basketball court. And suddenly I opened my mouth and I said to Sister Miriam, I told her about the basketball game and I said to her, I realize I've been doing this my whole life. I've deliberately not been calling the fouls. Time and time again, when someone has hurt me, I've ignored the pain or I've swallowed it or I've pretended Everything was fine. And, uh, and that's why I started to see it. That's why I've been living from this false identity for years and years. What do I mean? The, essentially, here's, here are the lies. I'll, I'll, let, I'll list them for you, some of them. You're so weak. You're a pushover. You can't handle confrontation. You coward. No one will ever respect you. You're lazy. You're not disciplined. And the list goes on and on. But I was seeing this like as if for the first time. I began to see how all of these lies and more had led to other problems in my life as well. Such as overworking. And uh, suffering from crippling distress, or, sorry, crippling stress because of overworking myself. Because I had believed, I'd been imprisoned in a lie that I had to, because of all these other lies, that I had to fight for my worth. I had to fight for it. I had to earn it myself. But the Lord had come to my side and he'd come to help me. He'd come to heal my broken heart. He came to unlock the prison cell that I've been trapped in for years. And I, it was so, he was reminding me, God was reminding me of who I really am in Christ. It was so freeing. I'm none of those things that I just listed for you. That's not my identity. My identity is I am a beloved son of the Father in Christ. That is who I am. That's who we are. Um, and it was so freeing to stand in the truth of this identity as if for the first time. 
And to be reminded of, of who I am in light of who God is. Who my Father is. To, re to remember that my Father just delights in me. For who I am. And He alone defines me. No one else. And the enemy suddenly had no more power over me. All of his power, all of his lies, disintegrated in that moment, and I could feel it <laughs> really good. It was like a weight was lifted from my shoulders. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be honest here, I'm not, I'm not done with my healing journey. It's not like it's over. <laughs> it continues. In some ways, it may just be beginning. But boy, was that transformative. And, and, I, and I want to share that story with you because it's, a, it's just a great illustration, I think, of what our scriptures are saying today and what God wants to do for each of us. Not just for me, but for you. And this is why we rejoice, <laughs> brothers and sisters. We're Christians. This is why we rejoice. Because this is who God is and this is what he does. Because Jesus has come to set captives free, to heal the brokenhearted, to bring glad tidings to the poor. And he continues to do so. He continues, as St. Paul says, to make us whole entire spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He continues to do so for all who accept him, for all who believe in him, and for all who allow him 